0: So, just got word that my next guest is going to be arriving in about two minutes at this secret location in downtown Toronto. And as I sit here staring over downtown Toronto out this beautiful big window, I see that it's snowing again. I kind of went into panic mode because honestly, I hate getting into a cold, icy car. But then I remembered I have my remote car starter and I. I love it. And now you can love getting into a warm car, too, with your own remote car starter, supplied and installed by DC Unlimited. They do manual or automatic cars. And you know what I love, too? They have this thing called telephone command, which means when I'm done interviewing my favorite actor from the hit TV show Ballers, Mr. London Brown, I can start my car and it will be warm by the time I walk there. I love my remote car starter. So if you want one too, you can check them out, DC Unlimited. They're located in Brampton, Ontario. And you can email them for 15% off at samcooklive at dcunlimited.ca. For 15% off your remote car starter, email them today, samcooklive at dcunlimited.ca. Five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. This is sam cook live hey guys it is sam cook live and we are on location downtown toronto in a secret location and i'm so excited to have a very special guest with me today from hbo's ballers this is london brown ladies and gentlemen hey
1: thank you thank you for having me i am so
0: excited to have you here and hang out with you and i have so many questions for you i'm ready and for people that don't know a lot about you let me just tell them actor Comedian, photographer. A little bit. And rumor has it, dancer, choreographer. Am I wrong? Uh,
1: you know, I, I'm black. I dance a little bit. Can
0: I see? You want? You got a couple yeah. moves there? One
1: of, my, one of my special <laughs> friends <danced> like that.
0: <laughs> now, are you, are you actually a choreographer and dancer? Yeah,
1: I, I have paid bills dancing. Really? Yeah. I was uh, like,
0: what kind of dancing?
1: I was teaching hip-hop. Really? Yeah, I was teaching hip-hop, and I worked... Um, Used to work for a lot of after school programs, a lot of youth work uh, was always has always been very important to me, and um, mm-hmm. that was just one of those things because through the arts, uh, young people are able to gain a discipline. So, uh, at least that's one of the things that I appreciate about the arts is it's a discipline, you got to work at it, it doesn't come overnight. And those work skills and work ethics was able to last with these young people, uh, uh, hopefully, into their adulthood. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: that's really cool. And who kind of inspired you to kind of work with youth because you talk about your mother a lot. I see it in a lot of interviews, and she must inspire you in some way. I I mean, I think she's a big influence on you. Yeah, you know,
1: my mother um, has always been very grounded, very spiritual, uh, and and I get a lot of my sound thinking from her. She's given me a lot of little nuggets along the way, one being uh, letting don't tell everybody your business because everyone Mm -hmm. isn't happy for you. So to this day, I'm very, very hush-hush about a lot of things because you know, everyone isn't having for you, and some people want to see you fall. That's right. So I don't give them any help in doing that. I just stay focused, uh, try to stay very positive, and, and move forward. And if I can do that, and she will benefit from it. That's right. I, that's right. <laughs> if she's going to win, my mother, she gets, you know, whatever I can do to help my mother, I will do it.
0: Yeah, that yeah. that's unbelievable. And I know you were talking a little bit about um, working with youth, and I heard that somehow your photography... Maybe you're writing a book or something. Right what, right. what was that about? And I heard that's to help some of yeah. the youth as well.
1: You know um, how that whole thing started. I used to work in an after school program, mm-hmm. and the students we would give them snacks, but the students would like waste the snacks. And so, what I began to do is, after work, I would collect the food, and I didn't want the food to go to waste. I didn't too many hungry people out to be just wasting food, so I would take the food, feed the homeless, and with the food, and I just remember them being so grateful over. Uh, and a pear or peanut butter and jelly sandwich and so that created the dialogue between them and I and I realized that homeless people are people too Um, and that's the hashtag of it and I just want to want people to my my theory is never to put anybody down Mm -hmm. but also not to kiss up to anybody because we're people are people at the end of the day who we are you know, in, uh, you know, in our hearts is really what's important to me. And after talking to these people, I realized that a lot of them just yeah. fell on hard times. Yeah. Um, some have fought for the country, got divorced, went into depression and everything, lost their homes. So this book of photography is just capturing a bunch of moments um, that I've been able to see throughout traveling and of homeless people and so forth. And I want to use some of those proceeds to give back to them. Uh. I don't know what whether that means blankets or food I don't, I don't know I just that wanna... is
0: unbelievable because you know what I think everybody has a story yeah. I mean I feel like I could interview you know that person or that person and it doesn't matter they don't have to be on you know a right. hit TV show Everybody has a, story. Everyone has a story, and the fact that you understand that and, and you are doing things to help people because everybody is a human being, so. That's
1: at the end of the day, man. It, I, I get it, man, because I like connecting with people. That's it. You know what I mean? So, but no, the only way to really do that, we gotta take time to have a conversation. We gotta yeah. not be afraid of it. I'm not with all, I'm just, let's connect. That's what I'm about, so.
0: Well, connecting is part of one of the other things that you do as well, and it's a hard job. Comedian, I mean, yeah. I I wanted to be a comedian. I wanted to be, and I thought, ooh, I'm gonna be so good at it, and I'm gonna talk about you know all these women issues, and it's gonna be funny. And I tried it, and and it is not easy to stand there, walk out, everyone's staring at you, yeah. but you gotta connect. And how do you do that?
1: You know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. J- jokes really come down to truths and honesties uh, amongst uh, within ourselves. So. For example, if I were to do a joke about – if I did a joke about losing my dog, the way I set that up would be on, on the lines of, you know, it's really hard when you lose something special to you because you never forget. Now, in that simple premise, I everyone can make their own connection to what they've right. lost. Pull them in that way, and then we go into my personal, which is about whatever, the dog. Right. But that's what people are connecting to. That's why, again – as comedians, we have to read the audience of, let's say, sometimes if it's a club, 150, 200 people, or if it's an auditorium, a few thousand, whatever. We have a few seconds to size up the room. Okay. That's why I usually say, how's everybody doing? We're feeding and listening really? and seeing what's going on. So we'll know how to engage. So as far as connecting, that's why it's not really difficult for me <clears throat> to size people up on a one-on-one because I have to do it for a room every night as a muscle so on a one-on-one level between a homeless person or uh, someone at the mall or someone who recognized me from the show i can kind of figure them out and see oh this what's going on is there an insecurity or are they cool good energy you good energy we're connecting yeah! boom so uh, we're doing stand-up it is it, it's a, it's that's why it's so humbling sometimes you know when I have a, a great set people be like yo did g- good job stay humble comedy is humbling yeah. You can do, you can, I could get, do a, a show um, the night before, get a stand ovation. And then the next night, people, for whatever reason, it's too cold outside. They don't want to, I, well, I did a show one time <laughs> and I was hosting and they were like, the audience was tight, as we say, they weren't laughing as much. I was like, I got out of my set and said, yo, what's, what's going on here? And we just, something was weird. And so aren't you guys laughing? They said, it's too hot. I said, it's too hot. so yeah, if it's too hot, we're going to sweat if we laugh so we're not really laughing it's, it had nothing, me, had nothing to do with me my material after we discussed that and we broke it down put the ac on and they laughed.
0: wow so that's it's all insane kind of factors
1: you know sometimes people come in with heart issues i don't know what people are dealing with but when it comes to the show it should be at least one place where they can laugh for a couple moments and you know regroup and get some life again
0: I mean, this is what is going to make you go so far in this business because I feel like a lot of people, they're just like, you know, I'm an actor, I am a comedian, but you yeah. connect with people on such a deeper level and just, I, I that's why you're so amazing. You're amazing oh, man, to me. I'm all right. You are me. all right. You Come are. on, somebody. <laughs> now, when you are writing jokes, I, I'm just curious and maybe my audience is curious as well, but how do you do that do you like sit in a dark closet and like tune out the world or like how like where do you write
1: for me i do most of my writing on stage um meaning whatever the situation is or difficulty is sometimes i'll take it right on stage and say yo this is what happened to me and i go through the thing and then i listen to myself i have thousands of recordings of just listening to my set and the audience tells me to find out where they want me to go from the laugh, so it really is a a real relationship between me as the the standup and the audience because they're helping guide me, you know, uh, throughout my material. I, t- I throw the topics out, I go back and say, "Oh, the audience laughed here. They laughed at that. Okay," and I start to build legs upon these stories and go from there so they're all very honest you so know? you
0: really study them and you study your own art like you watch yourself back and you study yeah
1: them. we got a list like my phone is filled with sets that i've done and you like you cringe and you you know but you go through, that's part of the process you know just trying to get better
0: now one of the things you do in your sets um and to me it's like if you do it right now, I'll probably cry because I think it's so funny. Is you do a mean Denzel Washington impression, and I know probably everybody gets you to do it.
1: And- no, it's listen. It's okay. It's all right. You know, I'm glad to be here and 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 do an interview with her, and she's asking good questions, and I'm and I'm all right. Boom.
0: Oh my God, Denzel.
1: No, don't worry about it. It's okay. I got tons of fans. Okay?
0: Oh, Denzel is hot, baby.
1: Hot, hot on fire. Cajun <laughs> no. chicken hot.
0: Have you ever done that in front of him?
1: <laughs> not yet. Uh, you know, they talk about six degrees of separation. I work with his son. Shout out to John David Washington, incredible actor, and uh, holding it down. So, uh, you know, I may not be too far. Now, that would be a real pleasure for me to work with, with, with Denzel. Man, he's so. I think he's really just awesome.
0: He's a big part of your act too. Like people must ask you all the time for That's that because you know, bang on.
1: I, you know, sometimes because you know, we got material. We, we and we can some material, but I go to certain clubs. The owner says, "Man." I brought my auntie due to Denzel. I'm oh, like, okay, I did a joke. But um, I never get tired of it personally, I guess, because it's, it's fun. I like hearing Denzel talk about random things. Um, I ordered a chili cheese dog, and I ordered uh, with bread. And I would put bread and mustard on, uh, on the dog. Boom. Oh. I, and for me, it's funny. Hearing oh, my God.
0: The Denzel. ladies love it. I, la- I've,
1: I've called a couple people that have said, man call, man, call my mother, man, act like Denzel.
0: Oh. To, <laughs> and have you done it?
1: A times. oh that's so a couple adorable couple times, man. just you know they're good people so but
0: like speaking of the ladies and i'm asking for a friend but i mean what would be your perfect date because i can imagine being a celebrity and walking around women like how do you find someone that's real and likes you for london brown
1: the qualities i look for um i mean like there's i like a, a woman who She's not quiet, but she reads as quiet. Um, Just, you know, Mm -hmm. very secure, confident, um, and comfortable. Because I know that this can be an interesting situation for a woman to be in. Because there are times people come up, they want to take pictures and different things like that. And I try to be respectful and acknowledge those people because people don't even have to talk to me. So I always try to make time to do that. Um, But, I, you know... you know, dressed and comfortable. I like I like a woman that's put together. Or if not, I will usually I will style her, address her alone <laughs> the the relationship or whatever.
0: Take her on a little shopping spree, maybe? Well,
1: that's different. Hold on. Oh uh, uh, no, <laughs> get this, the credit
0: card out. Hold on, this is,
1: this is only season four so far. I got, <laughs> yeah. I got rent. Uh let's not get that out there. No. <laughs> but if you know, what I do is I will you know, uh I I try to balance it out meaning If I go on a date and I say, hey, um, I ask her if there's something that she wants to see me in a particular color, or because sometimes, I don't know, a woman woman may like, you know, me in hats or something. So I'll try to do that, but in the same breath, I would tell her, I say, yeah, I think these looks look really nice on you. And I will ideally suggest these styles that I think would ultimately bring out the best in them, that would keep my eye my eyes on them because sometimes women will say well the man should be looking at me anyway yeah <laughs> but to we want we will look at you but to keep our to eyes keep on your you, yeah. yeah there's certain things sometimes people, you know i understand that some some women you know haven't they just dress to be comfortable and i'm like that's cool but now how about this and i just add a small touch of things only to Bring out again the best in her. So
0: now, when you go home, I mean, you are always styled to the nines. You look amazing. I've seen you in hats. I've seen oh, you in these thanks. florals, you know. And when you go home, do you just go whoosh, 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 and put on a nice, comfy pair of pajamas? Come on, be honest, because you are like
1: no, I do. I'm fashion
0: a, guru here.
1: I'm a I'm a I'm a white t-shirt, gray sweats kind of guy. Nice uh, baseball cap, everyday kind of guy. Um, but I do know that. reputation is based on our consistency so if i want to be known for being a a well kind of kept guy then Mm -hmm. i should make sure to be very consistent with it only so that it becomes a part of me like being kind and um being funny whatever it is i just want to be consistent right and and but also clothes makers or at least when i can't even say me but us as clothes affect our emotions like they
0: really do yeah. you know
1: sometimes when you throw in a, a nice black sleek it just puts you in the it's a it's a different strong and it's different things you know yeah. and so that's why this is why they have so many they they have these stores just for women's lingerie because guys are visual we got us we want to see that this we want to see it and so for me i try to just balance it out and be well and you know for her but ultimately for myself so that if I'm comfortable in my skin, I can be comfortable. I can be present. It's hard to be present when I'm thinking about, oh, man, I wonder if my, my
0: touch. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You
1: know, so I just want to be comfortable. And then, like, stuff like this, footage is forever. <clears throat> so
0: That's true. It lives on the Internet it forever. It lives, man. <laughs> so I want to
1: be consistent with when people Google London and they start pulling up these incredible interviews done with like with yourself, they say, oh, you know what? He's been thinking about this, this idea for a while, you know, of trying to just – be together I think about that when I look at Will Smith Will Smith is
0: always oh clean. you know what he is clean. I have never ever seen him in any pictures or any movies or anywhere walking around with the track pants on like I don't I'm think I've seen you, him do the that guy is is clean he's got it together
1: diddy is clean there's a couple guys I said man I want that that's what I think about I'm like man, I want people to see me and associate me with those kinds of things so that's what I'm working on
0: when you were younger. Did you know you were going to be a star? Um,
1: I knew I was different. Um, I knew that, um, I'll, I've always felt like I had an it. Uh, at some point, I didn't know to what degree, but just growing up, I've always stood out. But I didn't understand what that was and why. In grade school, I remember I could draw, and that was. You know, uh, this is actually when I started to experience my my first uh, indulgence with what we call haters. But I didn't understand that in the third grade. Right. I, did a, uh, I remember we had like a talent day. You bring whatever you do. I wrote a portfolio of art. And I remember my friends... We were friends before, but then after the teacher was like, and this is what London did. And she showed him <laughs> this, the thing, and my friend stopped talking to me. I didn't know what that was about. Now I understand. Yeah. But um, I've always knew, I, was, I always for sure knew I was going to be an, an artist. I just didn't know what type. Because, again, I thought I'd be an animator for Disney because I could draw. And then I was a, you know, a musician growing up, and so I didn't know what. You do everything. You know what? I feel like. I've been giving these gifts because God knew I would give them away. Our gifts are not for us. No, exactly. I, I can be an incredible photographer, but in my basement, what good is that if I don't get the art in the world? And because sometimes we see photos and they affect us and they inspire us and whatever they do to us. Um, and I feel that way with a lot of things I do. I'm supposed to give them away. It's not about me. I'm humble enough to even just to have to be the recipient of these things. So,
0: you said a word that struck a chord with me. You said the haters. Do you have a lot of people that hate on you for what you do? Because, or do they see the good in you and what you're trying to do, Aside from being an actor? I mean, you're more than that. So do you have a lot of people that hate on you? I
1: feel, <clears throat> not openly, not not so much openly, I can feel the energy sometimes when I walk into a room to the point where what I used to do, I used to really try to, and I'm still actually still working on this, I try to like dim my light if you will but i realized that it's out of my control it's the light that whatever light that people are getting from me it has i have no control over that's it's not it's not me so i can't mm-hmm. control it if i wanted to and so also what i realized is that with haters they just ultimately what it comes down to is they just want what we they wish they can do what yeah. we're doing, mm-hmm. and they can if they stop focusing on people doing what they want to do. Exactly.
0: It, everyone,
1: it, everyone has something that they're good at, whether they realize it or not. Mm-hmm. They have to take time. It's, okay, like the Beyonces of the world had their parents, and they saw the thing, and they started to nourish it very early. Everyone has something that they're good at. Yeah. You know, um, I think they just have to take time to find it and not be afraid to. Fail and go after it and say yo you know what whatever it is that you do really really well that is a do gift it. that's not like people I think dismiss a lot of the things that they do well they just think oh man I, you know yeah I cook.' could no that's special go and do the thing that makes you happy it will change your life I'm living it I'm t- I, I, I try to get everybody around me to go after the thing yeah. your life change your your energy is up you are become an infectious person people will become drawn to you and then all the attention that see haters go about getting the attention the wrong way if they will just focus on being good at the thing that they're supposed to do yeah. all the attention will come but they're going they think by trying to bring you down yeah
0: that it's going to make lift works. them up no
1: never works and it, no. it never works
0: so being on the set of ballers there's a lot of Positive people on that set, and one being, yeah, Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne, and I mean, that man wakes up at the crack of dawn and he's got such an amazing work ethic. Have you learned anything from? I mean, you're already a great guy, but have you learned any additional, maybe life skills is the word Absolutely. I'm looking for, from working with him?
1: Absolutely. I, um, season two of Balls, I mean, we had to be on set like 6 a.m. and I'm stretching, you know, at six. You know what I'm oh, tired. And I see Dwayne, you know, just finished up two laps. I was like, what? He was in the gym at three. I said, oh. Really? He oh. was up. I looked at the, I said, oh, my God. I said, oh, I get it. In that single moment, I said, I got to, I have to change how I move about. So now, one of my habits is uh, anytime I'm on set, I always hit the gym before I'm on set. It creates a, a focus that. First of all, I'm not a gym dude. I go like five days, but I hate going. But the discipline that you get from doing something like that transfers into the things that you really want to do. And so um, he's just, and he's a nice guy. Very, very nice guy. And when I'm in that position, I only aspire to continue to be, you know, that nice. Or be as nice as he is because there's no egos. There's no egos on set, period. Period. And I think that is, on set, it's a reflection of him. Because he could come in with a, a serious entourage. And we could have we got the memo, don't look Dwayne in the eye. Yeah, yeah. But he's cool. And I just got a lot of respect for him. Because if he wanted to be that guy, he could. And you would have to say, okay, he's the biggest star. But he's not. Which makes him even more incredible. Oh, man. So
0: he really is as nice as he's he. He's a nice guy. Just like you.
1: I, I, I'm trying to be very, very nice. You know, I try to be a kinder person. Um, that's the least I can do. Let's yeah. try to be kind.
0: Now, talk to me about your character on Ballers, Reggie. Reggie, Fat Reggie. Fat Reggie. Why? So I forget. Why do they call you Fat Reggie again? I forget. Well, I have seen all four seasons, but I just forget.
1: No, initially, um, no. It's, it's a very common question. Initially, well, obviously, there's nothing about me that is fat, but. <laughs> Fat Reggie was initially, I think, they had someone heavy set in mind. Well, I for sure was in the room, in the audition room with guys who weigh much more than I do. Um, but I think they just decided to go with my choices. Uh, they like the choices that I, I, I went with for Reggie. And I actually think it's a great balance because I'm a slimmer guy and my friend is heavy, so it works on camera. It just works. Um, and so, anyway, that's how Reggie came about. They okay. just decided to go with my with with me on it um and so reggie is in season one he was kind of a he was immature he didn't really know how to go about protecting his friend but ultimately that's what he was trying to do which is look out for his friend and and but he didn't know how to go about it properly but fat reggie hanging out with Joe croutell played by rob cordry um rob Cordry's character is showing Reggie, how to really understand the numbers and work them properly and be more responsible. So people are now starting to enjoy Reggie a lot more going, you know, uh this come around into season four. So
0: now is Reggie gonna appear more in season five?
1: You know what? It's really up to the writers. I don't know how they're how they're doing it. Because initially Reggie's only supposed to be reoccurring, which would have been maybe two episodes anyway, but for them to, to decide to make me one of the stars of the show, I'm glad that it, it worked out. Um, and so I try to give them as much as I can give them you know, to work with, whether being the antagonist playing across from Dwayne or the comedic stuff that me and Rob find that I think the fans of the show really enjoy. Um, they like us together. So we'll see. Hopefully, man.
0: Wait, season five. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. Now, moving forward, um, after season five of Ballers, even if there's a season six, seven, eight, which I hope there will be, what do you want to do in the future? Movies, like what? What's your big goal?
1: Oh, this is this is very easy because I've I've dreamt about this. I've everything I'm doing now is very methodical, meaning the, the goal was to first find the thing that I'm supposed to do, which is stand up. That's my thing that I enjoy. But from there was to land a uh, sitcom or like what I'm on now, TV series, so I can be in the homes. I can become familiar in the homes of right. people on a regular basis. From there, take that audience from the TV show which is ballers take them into the movie theater to do the big films bring that audience from the films right back to the comedy clubs that's the it's the very clear I know exactly what the plan is because I've dreamt about it I've thought about it. everything is going towards the goal if it doesn't line up to the goal negate it it's going to slow you down don't become distracted
0: you are unbelievable. I am so happy that I'm here with you. And before we wrap this up, I always ask okay. the same question to all my guests. I would like you to tell me three things that you are grateful for.
1: Three things I am grateful for. Hmm. Um, I would have to say my family, my mother in particular, because she just holds it down. Um, my ability, uh, the arts, and just me being an artist, because I could have been and this is no disrespect of course i could have been an incredible mechanic you know and i'm sure i would have enjoyed that if that was what i was supposed to do but i'm so grateful to be an artist um and then i think the next thing is uh oh man you know what just uh being healthy you know i think that's in that's that's not bad i'm alive you know i because everyone didn't see today. So that's enough for me to be very grateful for.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. Because health is a big thing. Because mm-hmm. I was unwell for a while. And just uh, you, you take it for granted. You take it for granted, like you wake up and you're like, okay, I feel good today. And then the day that you don't feel well, you're like, it's yeah. hard. It's really hard. Yeah, so I, I, I think that that is a great answer. And no one has ever said that on my show.
1: Hey, man. For, before we end, in, she's incredible. Aww. She knows her stuff. Thank you. I do enough interviews thanks to Charisma Agency. My post is Karen. She does a great job of keeping me busy. I do enough interviews, and you'd be surprised. You would think that they'd be prepared. People are not prepared. Let me. Can, can I see those?
0: Oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. For sure. This, is what,
1: this is what people do. Um. So, London, you, you're, you're black. Uh, <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. They have not done the research. Oh my gosh. They, they don't know. She's very prepared. She knows thanks. her stuff. thank you no cue just just sharp you know
0: why because i see that light around you from the moment i saw you when i when i said can i interview you because i see it i feel it and i know you're just going to be so huge and i hope when you get to that big place where you're in films and everything that you want to be, that you remember Sam Cooke Live and say, I'm going to go back on that little show that I did.
1: It's going to be so great to pull the footage up and be like, oh my gosh, you're on your third such and such film. I'm like, I know.
0: I can't wait, and I I will be your biggest fan.
1: I can't wait. I appreciate it. Thank you for even seeing the light, because everybody doesn't see the light. I see the light. That's a whole other thing, not to be verbose about this, but that's what makes these people in these beginning stages so... A special to me because everyone sleeps on you in the beginning no one the people wait till your big deal but by that time it's too late everyone because now I get you know sometimes i run to girls and say oh my god i don't know what it is but i just see something special you're gonna make it i'm like well five seasons in i know you said now but what about when the first show i did didn't get picked up for season two yeah so these interviews and the team and my reps and my you know i'm glad people. Or even wanting to sit down and talk to me because it's really it's dope. You got it. Awesome, Sam. Cook. I'm okay. so excited. Of course, I'm gonna remember that name.
0: Ah, oh, Sam uh, Cook, you can't forget me. You can't. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate you coming on the show on Sam Cook Live. Thank you so much, London Brown. Love him.
1: Boom.